Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the lovely Usman Sikander. We are talking about looking after yourself in the PhD process. We talk about the importance of good friends. We talk about financial planning for your future self. And we also talk about the English weather. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. You are such a generous spirited person that you've reached out and said, I'd I'd like to talk about what it's like to be an international student doing a PhD and I'd like to share what I've learned with other people. And I would just thank you so much for being willing to do that um, because I know this will be so helpful to other people. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Hooray, 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 hooray. <laughs> right, so, net, so now you're happy to be here and I've, I've lulled you in. <laughs> now I'm going to grill you. Now I'm going to grill you. Um, no so problem. tell us a bit about your story. So my story is that I came to the UK uh, in 2017 uh, to do a PhD uh, in aerospace engineering. And uh, this was the first time I was abroad. Uh, I've never been away from home. And yeah. it's been almost like five years now. Yeah. So, um, well, the whole idea was to go abroad and have a, you know, do a PhD. Because before that, I was working with a university. And, you know, to, to progress to the next stage in my career, I had to get a PhD. So that was a kind of, um, I wouldn't say prime motivation, but that was one of the motivating factors to get a PhD. And of course, um, I had just had recently finished my master's in 2017. So I thought maybe, you know, since I'm in the flow, so maybe, yeah, just let's get on with it and uh, try to find a PhD and, you know, try to learn more about the subject. Love it. And so now you are in your final year, is that right? Yes, I'm actually... Uh, a couple of months away from submission probably oh yes (laughs) oh yes it's so near next time I speak to you it's going to be Dr Sikanda I love it I love it I hope so (laughs) so we're we're very near and that I'm even more grateful for you now coming on because I know how pressurized those last um, few months can be so thank you so much for your time here that really really grateful um so this has been this has been quite a journey then coming away um and and uh the whole you know the phd in itself but just before we came on we were saying how people focus on coming to do the phd work but actually there's a whole raft of things to think about outside do you see what i did there as well i said raft of things how good you know just product placement is right there (laughs) um the whole raft of things around the um around the phd that um that's really important to to how how it is for you and so that's what you were going to talk to us about and so tell us about what what has helped you 
in your PhD process, the sorts of practices and support that you have put in place? Right. So um, I, I believe that, um, you know, it's it's not even about going abroad it's even for the people who come from a different city for example mm. um, it's not just the fact that you're going somewhere as in in different part of the world to you know have a higher education uh, learn about other uh, you know learn about stuff uh, at a higher degree level but I think when you move you change a lot of things around you because for example uh there would be a cultural shock, for example. Mm. Uh, there would be a change of, you know, type of food you eat, for example. Mm. The weather is change. The weather ha- is, you know, different wherever you go. And these are some of the factors that you yes. don't really consider when you are, let's say, living in your home city or home country. Because, so for example, I used to live very close to my university, and I was back home. And uh, a typical day would be like, just get up, uh, drive to the university, do the stuff, do the work, come back, maybe just chill with friends. And, you know, coming home, food would be ready, or at least, you know, I know where the things are or where to get the things from. Uh, Mm. But when you go abroad, these things are not present. So you don't have any friends anywhere. Initially, when you, you know, go somewhere. Yes. Yes. You don't understand, um, at least in, in my case, I, I, I couldn't understand how to spend money because the currency was different. The conversion rates were different. I didn't yes. have the sense of, you know, what am I spending? Uh, I didn't know uh, a lot of different types of foods that I've, uh, because in, in, in my country, in Pakistan, I'm from Pakistan, we have very, um, it's, it's quite culturally rich, the food, but I would say English food is very different to the food I, I was used to. Yes. And these yes. are very yes. simple things. That but... was very polite of you, it was French. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, these are very little things. And when you think about these, uh, these things, uh, they change a lot of things around you. So, for example, uh, again, uh, I'm very much used to sunny days, uh, you know, mm. warm weather. Uh, but in the UK, as you know, uh, most of the times it's really hard to see sun. You would be lucky if you see sun for three or four consistent days. Stuff. Yeah. So, um, so all these factors factor in and then they basically change everything in your head because mm. it, just, it just changes the way you see things. And it's really Absolutely. hard to explain how they exact, exactly change, but they do have an influence no, I- on and I think it's so important because you said all oh, these are little things, but well, actually they're fundamental things, aren't they? Yeah. And it's this this theme we keep coming back to in terms of how important your body is to this process. And your body wants to eat and sleep and rest and relax um, and know where it's going. And as you say, it's sensitive to whether it's cold or warm. This is fun. This is really fundamental, and it's going to be really disorientating when things are different. Um, and we are, as my favourite quote from Dorasio is, we are feeling machines that think. And so, if your feeling machine <laughs> is kind of out of whack, then you're not going to be able to think properly. So, actually, as you say, this this is it's important, really important. So can you share some things that, that helped you then with that, with sort of settling settling yourself? 
Yes. Yeah, so I think the number thing, the, the number one thing I would say would be to have a social circle, mm-hmm. um, making friends and meeting people. It's it's incredibly important. Um, there are no two ways you can think about it because in the end, you you everyone needs a support circle around them. Mm. Uh, I didn't have a lot of uh, friends when I started my PhD, obviously, because uh, I was very new to the, the university and uh, I've, uh, I didn't know anyone before coming here. And it was quite tough in the start because, you know, uh, no matter how hard things are going, obviously, you need friends around you to just, yes. you know, maybe go somewhere, go for drinks or uh, play video games or I don't know, yes. things like that. So having a social circle i think that has definitely improved yes I, I would i would i wouldn't say social circle i would say a support circle uh right. yeah because uh, in the end you do rely on your friends uh, for, it's really important. for a lot of things yeah and i think that can be a real challenge as well isn't it because when we're feeling vulnerable that's the time when we're least likely to to kind of make the effort and go and out and meet yeah. people feeling vulnerable and actually mm. what I hear you saying is it's really that's really important so even if you don't really feel like it mm. it might be worth just taking yeah. a step and did you did you meet people through common interests or how, how did you meet people uh, I think it was mostly university so uh, right. I, uh, I'm a part of CDT uh, and CDT is a structured PhD program that um, is available for national and international students throughout the UK right. and, and many different universities. So basically what happens is that uh, the CDT program takes a cohort in every year, and that usually consists of 10 to 20 individuals uh, from all parts of the world. And uh, that was my first point of interaction with the, uh, you know some of the best friends I have now uh that's how i meet and meet and then obviously there were some uh there are so many events all you know universities put out uh just for networking and socializing and um i have been to a couple of those events and uh i was uh incredibly lucky to meet a lot of a lot of really good people who i have learned a lot from uh so and that's that's one of the things uh you know initially one might feel that, okay, well, this is a university event. Well, what am I going to do there? What am I going to do when I go there? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never know who you're going to meet and what you're going to learn from them. And that's the best part about it. The the unknown, the factor, the unknown factor, because if, if I think of it this way, the people I spend most of my time with right now, I didn't know them five years ago, let's say. And that's an incredible change. And this, this is an, it's an incredible thing. So what a gorgeous way of looking at it. What what might you learn from these people? Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's beautiful. So just remember that, people, when you're about yeah. to step out, you might, you might. And I, I do think people are incredibly generous spirited yeah. generally, I think. And it, uh, we've got to believe that, haven't we? People are people are nice generally. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So We've, so you've, we've got this sense of um, going out there and building a support system mm-hmm. um, for yourself and meeting people and finding new new friends. Anything else that that 
helped you. I'm, I'm saying that it's a bit of a cheat, really, because I know there are other things you want to talk about. So tell us, <laughs> some, of the, tell us some of the other things um, so, that have helped you. So, yeah, so this was number one thing, uh, yeah. you know, finding people who you want to be with for the next four or five or maybe for the rest of your life. Yes. Um, the second most important thing that I have experienced uh, myself is trying to um, trying to have some sort of self-discipline because uh, maybe some of us or some of the people uh, have never had this kind of freedom before when they, you know, when they move abroad. It's a lot of uh, things happening around you. So uh, in my case specifically, I would like to say that uh, the second most important thing I found was trying to understand myself better in terms of, you know, what keeps me up all night. How can I improve my sleep and how can I improve my general, you know, mental and physical well-being? And I have been reading around these kind of things because at at one point in my PhD, I was just really uh, struggling with a lot of things. Uh, Sleep is one of them. And uh, I started reading books around them, different uh, books around physical and mental health. And I just picked up two things, trying to force yourself to sleep early if you can and try to having a consistent routine, let's say, Mm. uh, sleeping habits, sleep Mm. hygiene and walking or running if you can. And these are the two top things, in my opinion, because I have seen myself and most of my friends, a lot of my friends, I would say, uh, there just comes a time after every two or three or four weeks that you get down into a, a very difficult kind of a very strange kind of rut and it's really hard to get out of that and it's mm-hmm. very important to get out of that so some of these things uh having a consistent routine uh working towards a better sleep hygiene uh trying to find an activity that keeps you moving so uh, for me that was running i've never read before i never used to read books I never used to, you know, go out for a walk or running. These are all new things. And I, I think they've helped me incredibly. Amazing. Amazing. And what I, I love that you you took that on and did the research for the kind of the, the meta part of the PhD, if you like. Um, yeah. And that's something we talk a lot about here, that actually there's all your subject, sub, subject knowledge and all the reading that you need to do for that. But then there's, there's you're going to need to, think about the bigger picture too about project management but also about managing yourself and like you say your routines and because it's your I keep saying it because I mean it Mm -hmm. it's it's um the PhD is a personal development program and you get a kind of bonus (laughs) 100% I've I've read this a couple of uh, at a couple of places that the that the product of your PhD is not your thesis it's you yeah and I think that's very true yeah. And so I love that you've taken that on and that you've got positive things in place now. Um, and would would there be any particular books that you would recommend or am I putting you on the spot? We might put them in the show notes if you can't think of them just now. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of books and it really depends on, you know, readers' interest. But two books that I have found uh, really easy to read and understand. Like I said, I never used to read before. Uh, one of the books is called uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Love that. And the second book is Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Oh, I haven't heard of that. 
uh, it's it's a really nice book, and it's all about uh, you know improving your mental toughness. I would say, yeah, amazing, amazing. Right. Well, we'll have the we'll have the details of those in the show notes for people if to people to have a look because I think building up that library of shelf helpery <laughs> um, during the PhD, I think, is really really important and uh it, it it's yeah it's your it's your mindset Jim that's what you need mindset Jim definitely um so anything else so we've got um we've got making making friends getting that support system going mm-hmm. we've got this sense of having those tools to yep. support you the the self-discipline and the um men, you know mental uh um support for yourself mm-hmm. anything Yes, so I would say two uh, other things that are also very important, I think. One is um, finding a hobby that takes you away from work. Mm. Um, So for some people, that could be, I don't know, maybe cycling, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it has always been video games. Right, then. That has, uh, it's, 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 at some point, it, it, even up till now, it has been like every day, all of us, majority of us from my cohort, for example, meet on Discord and, you know, we play some games and we talk about work and we talk about what results are not working, what results are working, how did the experiment go, things like that, you know. So it's, it's, it's quite, it's really nice to talk about those things in a light mood because it also gives a kind of sanity check to whatever you're doing as well. Plus also, of course, you know, you get to spend time, more time with your friends and then you're playing video games, which if you like, that would be nice. Mm. And the second mm. important thing is, uh, again, um, uh, working on your finances that in a way to you know basically support yourself from medium to long term and this is particularly important for people who are funded by let's say uh, who are funded by either university in the UK or funded from a university from their you know home country right. because obviously you don't understand or maybe you don't really uh, worry about the finances when the funding is coming up, coming in quarterly or uh, maybe yearly or monthly but towards the end of it, everything just accumulates and it gets really hard. So if you try to, if I go back four years, I think I would start working on my finances uh, right from day one. I have managed it pretty well up till now, but I think everyone can do better in that regard. That's really interesting, isn't it? In terms of thinking of your thinking of your future self. And I think we've we've already mentioned this kind of this right up this final phase. Well, actually, you you'll want to really dive in deep to your material. You don't want to have those other worries around. You might want to not be working on, you know, because I know other people, you know, people often have jobs to fund their work. Yeah. Actually, at that point, you might want to be just having some time where you're just focusing mm-hmm. on your um on your study and indeed if you're an international student you don't necessarily have the option to have that have um, work outside to so thinking about how you're going to make your finances mm. work so that yeah. you, you're looking after yourself throughout yes. the PhD yeah yeah I, I find this to be a very important factor and almost no one really talks about it no it's very important no and do you have any tips for us with that 
not specifically. I mean, for example, I, you know, with the rent prices going up so so much these days, it's it's mm. incredibly hard for almost uh, everyone. You know, student community. I'm talking about student community to basically find a place which is which uh, you know fits into the budget. And uh, I I'm not an expert on the subject, but I have a general feeling that you know a lot of people are going through this cost of mm. living crisis these days yes. and yes it's really tough for for everyone even people who are working full time so I, I i would say maybe uh, look for what look look at what kind of support is available from the university um, maybe plan where you want to live beforehand you might need to do a very extensive kind of research on what sort of areas you should be looking at when you want to live because Obviously, you don't want to live very far away from university, but then if you're living close to university, it would be usually expensive compared to maybe some far off places. Um, I used to eat out a lot, a lot because I didn't cook a lot in the start. So <laughs> that was right. quite a, I would say, money drain for me. Right. Uh, try to learn to cook if you can that would be that that is going to save you a lot of money right right i would say and it's 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 very it's it's very nice as well just to you know get away from the desk and go to the kitchen and just you know i mean it sounds so common and usual it's a very usual thing to say but when you are thinking about your phd all day you would find it very nice and soothing just to get away from that feeling and think about something else for example Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it comes back again to what we were saying about the, in terms of the, the body and kind of attending to your body, doing something really physical and practical, making food, nourishing yourself, all the sensory aspects of that. Mm. I think it can be really, really pleasurable and like you say, really soothing. I think it's, I think it's great. And it just, I was just, I was just smiling to myself in terms of, you know, people, when people apply to the PhD, it's kind of like, right, well, can you cook? <laughs> this should be, perhaps this should be part of the interview process. Um, it should be. Uh, it should be. <laughs> I, I, I have met a lot of people. So I also work part-time with the university as uh, one of the chief residents in the university uh, halls. And um, you do come across a lot of um, people who have never cooked before oh. and uh, it's uh, it's a sight to see when you know because it's it just adds up to their stress yeah. you know yeah and you don't want that kind of stress I love it what I can envision now is uh Usman's cooking for PhDs YouTube channel <laughs> that, that's, that's what I feel needs to happen <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning I mean I've just I've I wouldn't say if I say I've just mastered pasta, my friends would be very annoyed, but I'm getting better. <laughs> I love it. We can learn alongside you. We can learn <laughs> alongside you. I oh, know. You're busy enough. You're busy enough. You're getting doctored. <laughs> you're busy enough. Um, oh my goodness. There is so much good stuff in there. So much good stuff. And really practical, as you say. Actually, I think when we, we go into a PhD program, we expect it to be all about deep thinking and big thoughts. And of course that's in there, but actually this the really practical aspects of it are really important too mm. um, and you've reminded us of all of those things mm. so thank you for that 
Um, no problem. And Pleasure. to thank you for that, I'm going to ask you an impossible question. Um, in terms of, have you got a, a top tip for us? Top tip. Well, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, I would just say look after yourself before anything, because if you're not feeling good, nothing is going to go right. You have to feel good before anything else comes, you know. I think that's so, and feeling is such a safe with, with feeling machines and looking after yourself and feeling okay. Because like you say, if you don't, the work isn't going to happen. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, yeah, it is pretty much like that for me, at least. I know some, some of the, a lot of the people I know, uh, because, you know, in this whole process, it's just, uh, you know, you're all constantly thinking about, I don't know, maybe papers and your lab work and why certain things are working, certain things are not working. You might be writing a paper for a conference. There's so many deadlines. Um, but if you forget about, thinking about yourself or taking care of yourself in all this uh all these things then uh you would end up in bed and you won't feel great and uh, i think we all need to remember that phd is a process and basically you are here to develop yourself learn new things and that's not only academic that applies to you as a person as well so people skills personal skill person skills and you know cooking skills i don't know maybe public speaking skills, all sorts of things. Love it. I love it. I love it. It has been an absolute pleasure. Husband. Thank you so thank you much. Very much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and you. Thank you. Great. Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.